Hey, it's Martina here. Uh, before we start today's episode, I just wanted to say that there are timestamps in the description. So if you want to skip our talk about Steve Jobs, feel free to do so. And um, just a content warning, when we talk about the Oscars, there are mention of sexual abuse, holocaust and bullying. So if you want to skip that, feel free to do so. And that being said, enjoy today's episode. Hello. Welcome to the what episode is it? Seven? Six? Six? No, I think it's the seven. No, I think it's the no, six. I think it's the six. Okay, no, the six. I, I, yeah, numbers on my strong suit. Of the accidental podcasters, though. That's, yeah. That's I love us. how we don't even know um, which episode we're at, but yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Well, you knew. I'm. I didn't. <laughs> you got it oh, right. I, was I wasn't confused. sure. Yeah. But we're talking about Steve Jobs, written by our darling friend of the pod, Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> yeah, um, best friend. Um, yeah. So we really like to talk about people in tech. So we're still yeah. talking about people in tech today. I do have some social network parallels, or just Ooh. things that reminded me of the social network. So I guess we'll still... Yeah, the on brand, and also yeah. we're talking about our Oscar predictions later. Yep, yep. I was about to say that and ask you what you did this week. Uh, well, I watched a lot of Oscar films, like Oscar nominated stuff, and also I'm back at uni. Yeah, yeah. So finally, I'm I can do something. True. <laughs> oh yeah. How about you? Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, I only watched like all those other um, nominations. It's just so much. And I watched a movie for uni, which is mm-hmm. called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is very good. I've heard, I saw you log it on Letterboxd and I actually, I've heard of that movie like years ago and I've always yeah. been interested in it. So I might. Yeah, it's so good. I really enjoyed it. So go yeah. watch it if you haven't. And I think that's the only movie that I watched that wasn't like an Oscar nomination. Um, yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, the only things I've seen this week that weren't Oscar stuff was The Handmaiden, which is perfect and everything. Uh, and some like Shakespeare stuff, because I'm, but that's also for uni kind of. Not really. It was an assignment, but I did it because I'm yeah. an overachiever. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, no, wait, I actually, last night I watched um, Jimmy O. Yen's special. So he he is the guy from Silicon Valley. So he's in Silicon Valley. I know, I know who he is. I saw you yeah, log it. You know, I'm just telling everyone. So he plays Jin Yang. He's one of my favorite characters. And he's so funny. That special is on Amazon Prime. Prime. Yep. It's called Good Deal. And it's so funny. He's so funny. I had a blast. So I didn't not- know he had a special and I immediately added it to my watch list because I just saw the I mean light spoilers, I guess, but I saw the episode where about smoking. That yeah. one where he finds a special occasion to smoke at the end. So I I, I really like him too. So I might yeah. might watch it sometime. Yes. 
he's really amazing. Like I was watching this interview that he did at Google, I believe, uh, and he was presenting his book and he was so funny. So I was like, okay, I'm not really into like setup comedy, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that being so into Silicon Valley is getting me into setup comedy, but yeah. I, I really like stand-up if it's good. Thing is, I once lived with a stand-up comedian. I have to say this, I did. So I'm really, <laughs> and the fact that he was so much funnier off stage than on stage really just always makes me think twice about stand-up specials because a lot of them just aren't funny. But the ones that I like, I really, really like and I rewatch over and over again. Um, so yeah, notably Bo Burnham and John Mulaney. I want to shout out because I love them. Um, Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Love him. He's so tall. <laughs> he's so tall. He shouldn't be. Why but is he, he is. so tall? I don't know. Oh my God. Um, wait, I really like Mae Martin. Um, they were, I mean, they still are in Feel Good, the Netflix show. It's like Netflix and BBC. Oh, yeah, Feel Good is on my watch list. Do they have a stand-up special? Uh, Yeah, they're they're actually a stand-up comedian, so. Yeah, I know, I know, but is there one? Uh, No, I watch like parts on YouTube, I believe. No, actually, I actually watched um, one on Netflix. Um, There's like this series, I don't remember, I'll send you the link, whatever. Um, But they're like in one episode and it's just, Mm -hmm. So I watched that. I'm, I'm, I've definitely seen some stand-up, stand-up clips on YouTube and they're really funny. So yeah. I might have to look into that. Yeah. Um, and I wish there was more like improv comedy, like professionally done on Netflix because there's one, but we, it's, it has Thomas Middleditch in it. So we oh, don't yeah, like it. I know. We don't recommend it. Um, yeah. But that type of comedy is like, especially funny to me personally Uh, and I love finding out what is improv and what isn't so great yeah actually about that special I think I've been spending like most of my time on the letterbox page of that special because I'm so conflicted because I want to watch it but I don't want to watch it just don't watch it on Netflix because I rewatched an episode but I didn't want to give Netflix the views but it's it is hilarious, and Ben Schwartz is a thousand times more hilarious in those specials than Thomas Middleditch. So you won't. Yeah, I don't think it's funny. He it's isn't not funny to me. He, I mean, what happens in those specials? Like every single line is funny, but then, I mean, they play off each other. That's yeah. the entire thing because it's improv, and so. But yeah, I, yeah, that's why I mean, I wish there was more improv on like Netflix and Prime, and like professionally done and filmed. Um, that's not Thomas Middleton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do like him in Silicon Valley because I like his character, but in real life, I know. Yeah, just because he's a bad person and he's not know. funny. He has sexual abuse allegations that yeah. are true. Like, we don't need to call it allegations. Like, he's a dick. Yeah. So, but what we know is not improv is <laughs> Steve Jobs because it's written by Aaron Sorkin and every line gave me a headache. Yeah. So that's our segue. Uh, should we get into the movie? Yeah. Should I read the synopsis? Wait, yeah, please one. do. Uh, wait, I'm going to read it from 
a lot of rocks because yeah also this movie is directed by um the one and only Danny Boyle who directed Train Spotting shoot also the first yeah the first one I'm sorry not the second one just the first one and he also directed Slumdog Millionaire 28 days later uh, 127 hours. Sorry, also T2 train spotting. So the second one of train spotting. I'm sorry. <laughs> and <laughs> yesterday, um, the Beatles movie, like the yeah. well, the non-Beatles movie because the Beatles yeah. disappear. But like, I haven't watched it. It just sounds stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so sure my friend likes it, but I'm like, okay. No, I, I'm sure it's a fun movie. Like I'm yeah, sure, yeah. like, but the the concept makes me angry because I hate thinking about the butterfly effect and it would never work like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the synopsis read... Oh, it's a 2015 movie, by the way. Not that anyone cares. Okay. So, set backstage at the three iconic product launches and ending in 1998 with the unveiling of the iMac, Steve Jobs takes us behind the scenes of the digital revolution to paint an intimate portrait of the brilliant man at its epicenter. Wow. That's a good synopsis, I believe. That's yeah. Nice awards. And the like subheading is can a great man be a good man? Which is very Sorkin-esque. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I was thinking of a mark. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, because it's very much like that's the first thing I noticed while like like 30 minutes in, I like it's very much not about the history of Apple, it's about the man and whether or not he was a good person as a person. And then at the end, you just sit there and you still don't know. <laughs> don't know. Okay. So, um, I don't know if you want to start giving your thoughts on the movie. <laughs> um, I think it's, oh, just, just general thoughts. I really liked it. I was torn between like four and 4.5 stars. I think I gave it 4.5 just because I want to be more generous and less nitpicky about things because I didn't have a lot of things to like criticize. I really enjoyed it. Um, I could also see how people like don't like it at all because they don't like heavy dialogue and stuff. It's really yeah, just yeah, a very, like you either really, really love it or it's just not for you. But I really liked it. Yeah, same. I gave it a four stars because I did not like the ending. <laughs> um, that was my only issue, I believe, with the movie because the rest was really good and there is really nothing wrong with yeah. it. I guess it just that ending was just weird and like yeah, know. the ending felt very like general, like biopic with like whiny. Look how great this person is with like swelling music and it's it's weird. I don't. I like the, one of the. I actually, I like the ending. I just really didn't like the very, very end bit. It just felt very. Yeah. Climatic. I, I don't want to call it anticlimactic uh, because it's the opposite. It's very, yeah. this is the end. And look how great this person is. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess we're going to um, talk about spoilers also. So if you haven't seen the movie, I guess. You have to watch it first, or you can skip ahead and just hear us talking about the Oscars. But yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, can you really spoil a movie that's about a real person and their life? Yeah, exactly. That's always the question. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, okay. Uh, I thought that it was so interesting to have like these three acts and how they use a different camera and like different lenses for each period. It's like, I don't know, it's like the evolution that's going on with the yeah. technology. Um, so that was really cool. And I really appreciated the acting. Seth Rogen, oh my God, he was so good. He was. That's one of the few, I didn't take a lot of notes, but that was one of the things was like, I want Seth Rogen in more serious roles. Or like, I want him to be appreciated as like an actual really, really good actor rather yeah. than just like funny man. <laughs> yeah. He is. He's really good. Yeah, because I've only seen him in Freaks and Geeks and this is the end, I believe. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't even think he's done like many um, dramatic films. I believe like this is one of the only ones he's only doing comedy. And it was so refreshing to see him here. And wasn't, he wasn't, he had like a smaller role. I, actually, I don't know if it was that, that small in, he was in, uh, yeah, it's quite a small role actually. He was in uh, Donnie Darko. He also was in yeah. the Disaster Artist, but that's, yeah, that's but still a comedy. comedy. Kind of. Yeah. So it's still, yeah. Yeah. And um, Michael Silberg, Michael Silberg, Michael Silberg, yeah, yeah, he's so great. I love him. I love him so much. He's in Charlie. I love Charlie. I'm a Charlie advocate yeah. until the day I die, and he's great in that as well. Yeah, but in a serious man, he's incredible. Oh, I still need to see that. It's so good. Like, yeah. Also, I Arrival. Really like him. Arrival is also one of my favorite films. So. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess yeah, Kate Winslet, we know she's good. Um, we know that Michael Fassbender is good as well, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it's so sad that this movie only got nominated for Best Supporting Actress and Best Actor, because mm -hmm. like, I thought that everything was so good. Like, there is really nothing to say about, nothing bad to say about the direction because it was well-directed and also yes. The cinematography was good. The editing. Yeah. I the editing. So That's much. That's one of the few movies that I, because I don't pay attention to editing, like most of the time, I only ever re uh, notice it when it's really bad. Notably, Bohemian Rhapsody and also United States versus Billie Holiday. <laughs> it was like one of the last one. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. And also, um, was it not nominated for Best Screenplay? Nope. Really? Really. I checked earlier. Wait, let me check again. But I'm pretty sure it was only uh, only Kate Winslet and um, I go first. Yeah, okay. I know about the acting nominations, but I I just assumed it was nominated uh, for screenplay. Nominated for two Oscars. That's insane. And then Trial of the Chicago Seven is the second screenplay that gets nominated over this one. Like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, also, wait, I think that Molly's Game got more nominations than this. Than this. So, um, <laughs> no. I don't. Oh, no, understand. it was only nominated for adapted screenplay. But still, like, the screenplay of Molly's Game is worse than this one. This I one haven't seen Molly's way Game. better. Like, but... I'm, I'm actually like putting this at the same level of the social network. Like, those two are just the, uh, the screenplays, you mean? Yeah. Well, I, but then also, I can't judge the social network objectively but then also the screenplays feature like they're very similar in the structure and what they try to do 
yeah um there's a few things that i there's like quotes that come back later or not 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 even come back later but there's one of the like for example um it's like what you make isn't the most important part of you and then later um steve this one steve seth rogan says to steve jobs like uh what your products are better than you are and that's like their last big conversation that they have and it's just very it's so satisfying yeah when stuff like that not not even comes back it's 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 like the themes get are very consistent throughout um but it's not tacky like it's not oh wow that's the exact same thing that was said earlier just in a different setting but it's the same theme just in different ways yeah i i'm not expressing myself properly but no, it's, i get i get what you mean so i guess it's that's very true. well constructed and very if you pay attention it's very easy to see what he was trying to do without being like tacky and cheesy and very pretentious and full of itself yeah and um, yeah i really like like the relationship and with his daughter i don't know that's not something that at least i knew about so just having that was interesting also like in the last act i was just waiting for him to talk to his daughter that was what i was waiting for so yeah that was one of my main um favorite things maybe okay it's one of my favorite things of the movie um but yeah also i really like chattering what's her surname Catherine watterson yes yeah i think she's such a good actress and she's so underappreciated she is and she it's 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 very similar to uh michael stubach where she's in a lot of things and she's always really good but no one really talks about her or even knows her name she's one of those faces that you see and you're like oh it's her i know her but you don't immediately know where from but she's she's really good um and what you said the daughter thing it immediately from one of the very first scenes it's a very long scene at the beginning um it's the thing you immediately care most about because it's what the film makes you care most about is not the history of apple but like the fact that steve jobs is a shitty dad <laughs> and you want yeah. him to do better yeah i love it's something that i really liked about this movie and like of the social network as well because they're not about i don't know facebook and apple but they're about the relationship that are formed and like i don't know the inner part of this characters i guess so it's yeah very interesting i think that's something that is different from the um like the movie jobs the one with ashton kutcher i think that's more about maybe like the history of um apple i don't know i haven't seen it but i thought it was so funny how oh my god ashton kutcher looks exactly like steve jobs when he was younger I know. I, I remember when Jobs came out and I saw like, side, like and it, it sounded so silly because I didn't really know what Steve Jobs looked like. I, I knew like the turtleneck thing and stuff, yeah. but I didn't know. And I thought, Ashton Kutcher, Steve Jobs, that's the weirdest choice I've ever like heard of. And then I saw pictures and I understood. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of insane. I'm, I'm actually curious to watch it now because I want to see. Uh, yeah, also, um. Amanda Crew, who plays Monica in Silicon Valley, is in that movie. The one with Oh, Ashley really? Church. Yeah. She has like a small role, but still. Oh, yeah. also, we didn't mention Sarah Snook is in there. It's in Steve Jobs, this yeah. film, which we, we love her. She's in Succession as well. Her role yeah. really isn't that big, but she's there. So shout out. Um, 
But yeah, it's funny. Every time someone mentions, like, I think the very general consensus is there's two Steve Jobs movies and there's one good one and there's the Ash, Ashton yeah, Kutcher yeah. one. Like, usually people ask, like, what, which one do you mean? The, the good one or the, the bad one? The bad one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I've done some research because there's this scene in the movie that really was so disgusting to me when he's putting his feet in the toilet. <laughs> so I did some research and I was like, is that true? Well, of course it is true. Um, he did that for, I don't know, refresh his feet. And he literally never showered because he was a vegan and he thought that being a vegan and only eating certain food would make him like, I don't know, like clean. And so that he didn't have like, he didn't have to shower. <laughs> I want to make it very clear that vegans shower. <laughs> I shower. Oh my I, I didn't know that that's why he did that, but I had to look away in the movie because I have a thing about feet and I cannot yeah. look at feet, but that, yeah, I, I already erased that scene from my brain. I wasn't even going to mention it. I'm sorry, I had to mention the fact that it is. Yeah, no, it you definitely had to mention it. <laughs> Because I actually heard like rumors before that he that he smelled, but it's actually true. Yeah, Ugh. smelly, smelly man. But we only oh. had like one turtleneck. Yeah. Oh my god. Ugh. No. Every time I see a turtleneck, I don't even think about Steve Jobs anymore. I just think about that Silicon Valley poster with all of them wearing the turtleneck. That's I saw I that poster. I think about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh my gosh. That's my letter. I think I made that my very unfunny letterbox review actually of how like yeah. imagine if Steve Jobs wore the necklace. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, that's one of the just to trace back to what we said earlier, that's one of the things that reminded me of the social network of how like one of the first scenes is the scene with Steve Jobs uh, Steve Jobs' ex-girlfriend, Chris Ann, I think her name is, Catherine Watson. Um, yeah. And she accuses him, not accuses him, but like, it, well, she does. She talks to him about his daughter and how he's a horrible dad. And he, um, he did, it's not an algorithm, but he did some math and he like decided um, and wrote an article about how like 28% of people, men in the area could have been their daughter's dad and stuff. And it was like a really shitty thing. Like he's, he's a horrible dad and we, like know that from the very beginning it's like one of the first scenes through his relationship with a woman with his ex-girlfriend we are introduced to him as a bad person or like a bad at least in that that regard and so it's that's like a very like to in, immediately made me think of uh erica in the social network and the yeah. first scene in the pub yeah i didn't even think about that but yeah I guess because, I was looking yeah. as a thing for making men look shitty. Yeah. By, um, I don't know. By only I having mean, female yeah. characters. Yeah. In relation to other men. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it's a long scene as well. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah, the very first know. scene, but it's the same yeah, concept. Yeah. It's one of, I think it's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Well, I'm talking about the, I wanted to talk about the dialogue, but we know kind of sort of dialogue. Yeah, it's, it's so snappy and like entertaining. Um, 
yeah, and you just you wanna listen to it, I guess. Also, the fact that you keep like um, there are uh, I think like two or three, yeah, I think there's one for each act, like a scene with Steve Jobs and Joanna, so Kate Winslet, and they're like walking and talking. That's Sorkin's table. Um, yeah. But I really like the I really like when like people talk and walk in movies. Yeah. It so. makes it feel even more natural. And also a lot of the arguments that the characters have, um, in most at least towards the last half is where I notice it. There's always people around them. Like it's very personal conversations. And there's always people around them listening, like um, that last conversation between, like that fight between him and Steve, Seth Rogen, I, I forgot his last name. Um, like there's people around them and they watch it and it's so embarrassing kind of to watch it because you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I shouldn't be watching this. Like, you know that that's what the people in that auditorium felt like, oh, this is personal. I shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah. And that makes you feel even more, not invested, you're, you'd be invested anyway. Um, but it just, it makes you feel like you're there because you're feeling that secondhand embarrassment and that uncomfortable atmosphere even more. Yeah, and same with like the scene almost at the end with the daughter in the hallway that are like fighting and all the people are watching them. The Judy um, Jetson's Easy Bake oven, uh, oven line where she says the computer looks like an Easy Bake Oven. That's, yeah. It's a very good, good scene. Yep. But yeah, that's one, that's where I also notice it because they're in like this packed hallway and you're like, this is like, get a room to talk yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that ending is just, I don't know. It's just a bit melodramatic, I would say. You mean that, like the naming the computer thing? Yes, that one and like the very last shot um, yeah. when we, like the camera is at, um, is behind the daughter and we see like the, the slow motion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I saw that that was true that he actually named the computer after his daughter, but still, I don't know. Was, was it necessary to put in the movie? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't actually mind that he revealed it to her, although I would have, I don't know if I would have preferred it, but I think it would have been also cool to just because I already drew that conclusion for myself. Like even watching that first scene where he like pretends it's something else, I was like, sure. Like you definitely, that wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. Like I, as a like viewer, I assumed that. Um, so to have it revealed, I liked it. Like I didn't mind it, but the, the way it played out was quite melodramatic. Yeah. Like they're on a rooftop and stuff. And then the way it was shot, what you said about them from behind it. Yeah, they're yeah. annoyed yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. I guess it was just like the way in which it was shot. They're like on that rooftop and then they go inside together. It just, you know. Well, I'll talk about some melodramatic shit later when we talk about the Oscars because. Okay. Well, I'm going to complain about this one movie to all my friends. So you're about okay. what? About the. About uh, this one movie, but I'll keep it for yeah. later. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So. I don't know if you have anything else to say. Wait, I have one thing. Michael Fassbender doesn't look anything like Steve Jobs. <laughs> it was so, I don't know. I, I, just, I, I don't know. 
I don't actually know what Steve Jobs really looks like. I've, I haven't looked at pictures. I don't know what he how he talks. Like, I, I really don't. Oh, no, I'm just talking about looks. Okay. Well. Yeah. It, it just, it looks like Ashton Kutcher. So I don't think that Ashton Kutcher really looks like Michael Fassbender. But then also, I'd rather have, like, the better actor over the actor who, like, coincidentally yeah. looks like the actual person. Wait, actually, I have something for you. Because I was reading the Wikipedia page, and guess what? Okay, first, the less interesting thing. But uh, Christian Bale was supposed to play Steve Jobs. Yeah. And then, okay, it didn't, didn't go through. And Michael Fassbender was like, oh, why are you playing Steve Jobs? You are so good for the role, whatever. Uh, he called him up, like, many times, I guess. Um, but David Fincher was supposed to direct this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I get why he didn't do it. It yeah. would have just been... Like, I get why he didn't do it, because then he would have just been the... Tech the biopic guy. Historic-soaking guy. Like, that's just... Because it's already very... Like, it's already funny that Sokin wrote both The Social Network and this. Yeah. Like, that's already kind of hilarious. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like... I would love to see... David Fincher and Aaron Sorkin working together again, but it was just like four years after the social network. So it was just, yeah. I, I Absolutely. I want them to work together again. They're, they're clearly still friends. So please. please Paper King was longer, right? Um, so. Yeah, like 20 minutes longer. No. What? I don't know. What wait? What was your question? I think I no. I said that in twenty fourteen, a Gone Girl came out, right? Oh, Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, pretty sure about it. So. Yeah, no, Gone Girl is twenty fourteen, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, good for him. Good for yeah. David. Um, but yeah, it's still a good movie, and yeah, yes, that's that's all we had to say. That's for Steve Jobs. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, let's move on to our um, Oscar uh, favorites. Uh, wait, can you see my? Oh no, you can't. Wait, let me do. Oh, try to share my screen so uh, we can see. Oh, do you like my? <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Um, um, for listeners of the podcast. Um, Cousin Greg from Succession is very big on the screen right now. Yeah. Love him. Okay. So I think we should start from, uh, I guess, the less important. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like the shorts, I guess. And yeah. You, you've that. seen more of the shorts, so you, you go ahead. Okay, wait. Should we start from maybe... When is the first one? Oh, animated. No, wait, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, that's documentary short subject. So we have Colette. I, can, I don't know how to say that because it's concerto in Italian. I would have just said concerto. Concerto. I, I don't know. Word, so I don't know how to say it in English. So just. Yeah. Concerto is a conversation. Do not split. Hunger Word and A Love Song for Latasha. So I've seen three out of five in this category. 
I've seen a love song for Latasha. That's the only one I've seen. That's my favorite one. Um, I have no idea who's gonna win because this is actually my first year of watching the shorts. So I have no idea how they're gonna choose. <laughs> win. Um, yeah, I guess that, I don't know. Yeah, that's one is my favorite. Vlad is, I guess, my second favorite and a concerto is a conversation is just my least favorite of these three. Uh, I just, whatever. I don't really have anything to say about them. Um, just that yeah. I a love song for Latasha was both um, very well done and interesting and uh, with an important message, I guess. Uh, also, Colette is an important message because it's about like um, uh, about the Holocaust and yeah, like this French woman who is um, she goes to this um, detention camp, yeah, in Germany, uh, where her brother died. So it's very heartbreaking to watch, um, and it's very well done. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I've only seen a love song for Latasha. I have no idea who, who's going to win. I don't really think I'm going to watch any other shorts from that category. But like even besides the Oscars, like it's worth a watch. Like it's on Netflix, it's 20 minutes. Um, yeah. I cried. Uh, so like it's worth watching if you can stomach it. Um, and it's, it's just nice because it focuses on the life of someone who died in a tragedy rather than um, just dramatize it for shock value. Um, also, Colette and A Contractor is a Conversation are both on YouTube if you want to watch them. And yeah, still they're worth watching. And do not split, I think it's some female, I believe. Still have to watch it. It's about um, Hong Kong and like all the protests that have been going on there. Um, yeah, don't really know anything else about it. And Hunger Word, I have no idea. Um, well, <laughs> moving on. Um, best live action short. There is Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. Um, so the only one that I'm, I haven't watched is White Eye because I can't find it anywhere. Um, but I really hope to watch it because I saw some people saying that this one is the best one out of the bunch. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I've seen Two Distant Strangers. I've been... I think I might watch The Letter Room later because it looks, I don't know if it looks interesting, but Oscar's, Oscar Isaac is in it. I always like when it's like a collaboration between people who actually like are, like are close to each other in real life. And I think it's directed by his wife or something. Oh. Um, yeah, I think Avira Lind is his wife. Oh, okay. So you've seen it, right? Yeah. Is it good? <laughs> okay, I'll watch it later. <laughs> uh, no, it's... I don't know. It's supposed to be a black comedy. I didn't find anything funny about that, really. Okay. okay. Um, it was kind of boring. I'm gonna be honest, and I don't really get the point of it. <laughs> um, well. It's well done, but really, it's just a weird story to watch, and it's not funny again. Um, okay. Yeah, and I guess it, yeah, it's like thirty minutes long, and it. I, I don't know, like, all the way through it, I was so bored. Um, yeah. 
Um, yeah. I liked feeling through, mm-hmm. but it's a very interesting, like, short and because, um, I don't know, I thought that the message was um, good. Um, but, like, it feels like, like, when you look at it, it's like, I don't know, maybe someone just out of film school could have made it. It's nothing, um, I, I don't know, visual is really nothing um, amazing, I guess. But still, it's, I think it's, uh, if you want to watch it, it's on YouTube as well. So, yeah, I recommend it anyways. Um, and the present was, I think it's my favorite one of these. Uh, it's, um, that's a good message, I guess. Well, they all have, like, they kind of all want to send a message, I guess. Um, and I'm not sure, uh, you know, in doing this, if they kind of uh, didn't pay much attention to the technical part. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but this one was all right, I think. Um, yeah, it's on Netflix as well. So if you want to watch it, just go watch it. And well, two distant strangers is just the worst one. Yeah, I've seen it. It's not good. Nope. Um, no. Uh, the level of filmmaking is just uh, not good. And the acting is so. The acting weird. is what, like, <laughs> bugged me the most. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know how it got nominated. I don't know. It's fine, I, mean, I guess. I don't know what it. short films are out there, but it's I I really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I don't really know what to say about this, just yeah. Yeah. I think I've I read an um a review on Letterboxd of this person that was saying that it's actually also kind of embarrassing to release something like that. Um was a black person who said this, of course. Um, And it was pretty offensive to release it at the end of uh, Black History Month. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same, because I I immediately sought out like letterbox reviews from black reviewers because I, like obviously it's not my place, but I still felt really uncomfortable, not because of the subject matter, but I mean, obviously that's uncomfortable by itself, but it's just the way it was handled just really didn't feel right. Like it's just a weird concept to put like a Groundhog Day twist on something like that. And it just, the tone was so off and so weird. And then paired with the acting that sometimes felt comedic, it just really wasn't great. And and I, th- I think I saw that review because you liked it. And yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I read it, it really isn't, like it really missed the mark for a lot of people and I can see why. Yeah. Well, that's that. <laughs> um, that's animated short film. There is Barrow, Genius Lochi, whatever you, however you say it. Uh, if anything happens, I love you, opera, and yes, people. Yeah, I think we saw the same three in that category. I believe so, I think, because two yeah. of them are, uh, yeah. you can't really find them, I guess, so. Yeah. And I really, my plan was to not watch any shorts, but watch all of the animated shorts, because I, that's the thing about me, I love animation, I care about animation a lot, especially because a lot of the time it is so undervalued and, like, written off as, as this, like, childish thing, 
But then what bugged me so much about the three films that we've both seen, which is Borrow, Anything Happens, I Love You, and Yes People, is that it kind of, like, all of them are, like, I think shorter than 10 minutes, and they're very, like, there's no dialogue, which is fine. I don't mind that. It's just very, like, I promise you, you can make it longer. You can actually put some dialogue in. You can make it, like, you can use animation any way you want. Like, it's very, it just bugged me that yeah. there's, like, no, like, I, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> I didn't like any of them. The th I think the one I like best is If Anything Happens, I Love You. But even that one felt more like a, because it's about a school shooting, and it felt more like a, like, cautionary ad that you would play in schools rather than, like, a short film. Yeah, I agree. So it just, I don't know, all of them really fell short because it, it just, like, I promise you, you can, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just bugs me. <laughs> yeah. I did, like, borrow, but... And also, like, yes, people, I think it's fun. I didn't understand it. I don't think anyone understood that short. There's not anything to understand about yes, people. Yes, people, people is really just about, like, a building and the way different people say yes and the, yeah. the way the word yes can be interpreted, which is, I guess, fun, but that's what I mean. You can use animated shorts the same way you can use any other short film. You can make it 30 minutes long. That's fine. You can have, like, a consistent story, which... Borrow is the only one, well, if anything happens, I love you as well. Borrow also had, like, a story. Borrow was cute, but then also I didn't really, like, it's there. I don't, yeah, don't really care about it. Yeah, uh, that's my thing. Like, I don't get, like, how they got nominated. Like, I don't get, because I, 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 know, I know nothing about animated short films. Me um, neither. But shouldn't, like, this be amazing and like the best of the year i guess i don't know yeah i wonder what else there is out there um i mean yeah. i've seen because i really like pixar we know this i'm really i've seen all like pixar pixar features and i've also seen most of the shorts and pixar shorts some of them are silly like some of them just are there to be there but they have some really 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 good ones that were also nominated and probably won like throughout the last few years and just earlier, all of them. Um, and there's some really good ones. And there's also some without dialogue and that are short, but they actually, I don't know. I There's some good animated shorts and none of them, these really did anything. Mm. And yeah. Genius Loki really interests me. Like that one really looks good, but you cannot watch it anywhere. So it's really yeah. annoying. Um, yeah, but I guess like, uh, if anything happens, I love you will win. Yeah, <laughs> I. that's my prediction as well. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, what should we move on to? Should we do like, uh, should we do the international? Uh, yeah, I've, I've only seen another round, so. So there's another round from Denmark, Better Days from Hong Kong. Uh, this, I'm gonna rant about this one. Okay, um, Collective from Romania, The Man Who the Scheme from, Tun I don't know how to say it in English. I think it's Tunisia. Thanks. And <laughs> Kovadis Aida from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yeah. I don't know how to speak English. I only know how to pronounce them in German. That's the thing. I've oh. never talked about Tunisia and Bosnia and Herzegovina in English. So here we are, <laughs> the Europeans <laughs> on an English podcast. <laughs> um, 
So the, the only one that I haven't seen yet is the Minus Oldest Scheme. Yeah. So my favorite one is Kovari Saida. It's so good. Mm -hmm. um, and we know that another round is going to win, and it's a pity because it's not that good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's so I, mediocre. Yeah. Like I, I genuinely really don't understand the hype. Same. It's. I, I really don't know. It's just. It's literally because we can like, okay, just say what it, it's about. It's basically about this four men who don't have anything else to do in their life and they just decide to get drunk for fun. And then yeah. it's about alcoholism. But like, it's, I, I don't know. I would like to talk about uh, stuff to someone who actually has been through alcoholism because this is kind of offensive. Yeah, but, and the uh, thing is, you could make the argument that, like, obviously there's something wrong in these men's lives that they, like, do this in the first place. But A, the film doesn't do a good job at showing you that. Like, it really, I just, I didn't like it. I don't like how they approached it. And also B, that still doesn't make the way they treat their families and affect their families okay. Like, I sympathize more with, like, their, their wives and their environment than with the men. Like, I really didn't care about watching yeah. these four men for two hours just getting drunk and neglecting their families and being horrible to everyone just be yeah, like yeah. it just i don't know that's the thing alcoholism is tragic and that the film didn't do it justice like it's yeah yeah I agree. And because thomas winterberg i think he made the hunt which i haven't seen but everyone's been raving about it's also with matt mickelson I don't, I don't think it ever got nominated. I don't know. I might be wrong. Um, but apparently that one's really, really good. And I've been meaning to watch it for a while. I really don't understand what's so great about another round. Like, I really don't. I would have understood a acting nomination for Matt Mickelson for this. More, not against the other nominate. Like, he shouldn't have been nominated. But I would have understood that more than this nomination. Also, the director nomination. Like, I don't. That's Regina King's nomination. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, so better days oh my god i watched this yesterday and i seriously i am so confused because this is like a lot of four stars on letterbox but this movie is just so bad uh, in the first 40 minutes we just see this girl who um kills herself mm -hmm. and her best friend uh like she starts getting bullied uh, but they say by the same bullies that bullied her best friend. After this 40 minutes, it literally becomes a, thr a thriller. And, there, and it has like, it's so melodramatic. And it's like this love story between this girl who's like the good girl and this other guy who's like a bad boy. And apparently he's the, the guy who played him is like the Chinese Justin Bieber. Okay. <laughs> So, it's so melodramatic and it's like two hours and 15 minutes long. Wait, so it's meant to be like a heartfelt, not heartfelt, but like a serious film about like against bullying and about the dangers of bullying. And then the yeah. girl falls in love with a, a bully. No, it's not a bully. It's just a bad oh, boy. Oh, just a bad boy. Okay, good. But still, uh, okay. No, that sounds, no, doesn't sound also, great. This is, uh, it's adapted from a young adult novel. <laughs> this says a lot already. Oh god. In like the end of the movie, there's like this propaganda video about bullying, like against bullying. And 
I really don't get why people love this movie. It's just okay. There are so many good movies from Hong Kong and like China. Why, why, why are you saying that this one is good? I promise you don't have to say that it's like not good. Like you can't say that it's not good. <laughs> I just uh, I don't get it. Um, yeah, it uh, and they're like crying every two seconds. And like I've seen movies from China and Hong Kong, and they're not all like that. So it's not like you know, like a cultural thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's mm. just. I, I really don't know how it got nominated. Um, yeah. Um, moving on, the collective. Um, so this one is a documentary, and I really don't know how to what to say about this. Uh, it's just so weird to talk about a documentary in this feature film category because I really, mm-hmm. you know, it's like better talk about it in like documentary category because like here it's just I don't know yeah I don't know how to judge it you know because there are um other movies that are so different so yeah yeah, it's really good it's a really well done documentary um and I really recommend watching it Uh, it's one of my favorite documentaries actually so yeah yeah um and Yes. Uh, this one is my favorite one. It's so good and way more important than Another Clones um, because this one is about um, the um, Bosnian War that took place mm-hmm. in the 90s. And, um, you know, there were like Muslim men who were uh, killed because they were mm-hmm. Muslims. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting, especially because it's not something that it's talked about a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And also the way in which everything is depicted, it's so good and interesting. And, uh, you know, when you like um, watch a war movie, it's really about civilians. Well, this one is only about civilians. And okay. It's really interesting. So like, basically it's about like this woman, Aida, who is a translator at a UN base. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it basically revolves around that and her sons and her husband and yeah. So, yeah, I like that idea of centering a war movie around the people who are yeah. like, um, yeah, great. I don't think I'll, I might watch Collective, that's the one I'm most interested in, just because I like documentaries. Um, but then also I think it's kind of set in stone that another round is going to win this, which is yeah, annoying. But yeah. Yeah, it is, but whatever. Um, documentary feature mm-hmm. is Collective, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. So. Um, I've seen Crip Camp and I want to see Time and Collective, um, but I I love Crip Camp. I hope it wins. I really, really, really hope it wins. It was one of my favorite films I watched for Oscar seasons this year, but it's a documentary. So it's always, as you said, hard to compare to like feature films, um, like yeah, documentary films, um, but that's my favorite. But that's also the only one I've seen so far and yeah. I don't actually know what the mole agent is about, and I'm not going to watch my octopus teacher because I'm terrified of octopi. 
but you've um, seen it. Yeah. yeah, I actually wanted to watch The Mall Agent, but I need mm -hmm. to turn away because the audio is so bad that you can't really hear anything mm -hmm. um, in like this version that I found. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't even know what it is about, but I saw a few scenes and it looked very interesting. So yeah, mm -hmm. I hope I can watch it. Um, my octopus secret. Well, I don't really get the hype and why one of after. Um, I don't know. It's just. I guess I really don't care about documentaries that much, and this one is just not. Mm -hmm. I watch it while doing homework because I just I don't know. Well, the the images and like the shots are really beautiful, but. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do they keep like nominated movies about uh, like humans who fall in love with fishes? It's just weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I, saw, um, I just saw one review for my octopus teacher, which I'm not going to watch it, so I know. So I'm not. I'm going to spoil myself essentially because I don't care enough. Um, but they made just made fun of the guy for like being really weird about this octopus. <laughs> not even in like a sexual way, just like really. This is your friend. Yeah. The octopus. It, it is weird. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well. I mean, I, I get I, it. I, I, you, people get attached to their pets and stuff, but apparently the guy is just really weird from what I've read. He is. Yeah. And um, time. Um, I think it's my favorite one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Also, collective is a close one. Mm, Have you seen Crip Camp? No. Okay, yeah. it's Netflix. Yeah, I know. I, I really need to watch it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an interesting documentary and I really like how it's done. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think they're all pretty solid uh, nominees. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like time is the favorite right now. Yeah. I feel like that's the one that most people are... Again, I just want to say, like, please watch Crip Cramp on Netflix. I, what I really like about it is it is a documentary, obviously. Um, and towards the end, it does go more into like um, disability rights and history and stuff. But then the, the focus is really about the people in the camp. Uh, it's like kind of a like secluded commune um, that these people live in. And it's really just about community and love and the people, just the people. Like, it's, I really like that about it, um, about the, where it like, lays the focus. So yeah, and it's on Netflix again. Um, should we start from visual effects now, and then go up? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So the only one that I've seen is Tenet, Damn. and I, I believe that this one is like the favorite. So I guess they're gonna give it to that one because. Yeah. I doubt they're going to give it to any of the others. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it's the only okay. chance Tenet has as at anything. Um. Okay. Best original song. There's Spy for You" from Jettison Blood Messiah. Hear my voice from the trial of the Chicago Seven. Who's a big from Eurovision Song Contest? The story of Fire Saga. I don't know what <laughs> this one is doing here, but yeah, you'll see scene from the life I had and speak now from one eye in Miami. Mm -hmm. My favorite one is Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. But same. I think that Speak Now is going to win. Yeah, same. Yeah, of course. Which I get. Speak Now is really good. The, 
Leslie Odom Jr. can sing. We know this. It's fine. But like, I, I also just think Fight For You is the better song. Yeah. <laughs> and it fits better with the film. Like in One Night in Miami, One Night in Miami is great and it should have been nominated for more things. Um, but the song at the end, it just felt very put in there to get the song nom. Because if you have Leslie Odom Jr. in your film, yeah, you have to take that chance. Like it's fine. <laughs> Obviously you're going to. Um, UC scene won the Golden Globe. Um, and I have no idea why. I've never even heard of the movie it's from. <laughs> oh, it's an Italian movie with Sophia Loren. Um, oh. Yeah. And also the, uh, the singer who sings this song is a very popular Italian singer. Uh, um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say because every time I think about her, there's like this video that is like a meme now mm -hmm. of her like yelling stuff and it's so fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's all. Um, should we do best? Oh, we should do like, since we're in music, um, that's the original score. So I think Minari. Yeah, I'm sorry, Trenton. Oh, oh, uh, oh, yeah, no. Well, we know that Soul is going to win. Yeah, Soul is going to win, which yeah. is fine. I think it deserves it. It's not my personal favorite, but it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree about Minari. Yeah. Uh, that's also my theory. And yeah. Emil Terry is so good. He. It's, yeah, it's a guy. Uh, but yeah, he did the um, soundtrack of Kajillionaire, which is my favorite movie of the year. Oh, did um, he? I didn't actually know that. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. And I think he's, yeah, I really like those, uh, those like Kajillionaire and Minari. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's great. And well, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are nominated twice. Uh, <laughs> Also good friends of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Soul is going to take it. Like I don't, and also yeah. the Mank score is really good. I think that's one of like the Mank nominations that I really 100% am behind because the soul score is great. But then also the Soul score is the better Ross and Resner score here. And also Minari, I just like better. So yeah. Great. Um, the sound. There's I, I've never even heard of this. Me neither. Uh, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Well, we know that Sound of Metal is going to win. And, and it should. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. I think that's also interesting, though, what they did um, with Mank for the sound, because um, it's actually like they really tried to achieve like the sound that movies had in that period of time. So I think that was really interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Sound of Metal is the best one. It's also my favorite, personal favorite of the Oscar season. It wasn't my favorite. My favorite film from last year was Charlie, but Sound of Metal was my second favorite. And I, yes, I'm very glad that at least there's one Sound of Metal win that we can be sure of and it's best sound. <laughs> Okay, so that's film editing. The Father, No More Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, or um, The Child of Chicago 7. So I don't really know about this one because I was thinking Nomadland, but then I watched this video of 
some guys like predicting and uh they said that sound of metal has a good chance and i, I, I agree I saw that video on my YouTube recommended and I was going to watch it because I don't know anything about film editing. I don't pay attention to it. I cannot give you a prediction for this category. I want Sound of Metal to win everything. So yeah, fine yeah. by me. <laughs> um, I, I didn't really listen to it. I just saw that uh, that was their prediction. But it is true that um, uh, sometimes, most of the time, like editing and sound go together. Mm -hmm. so the movie that wins um, sound is probably going to win editing and vice versa. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. Right. They're, gonna, uh, they're probably, I don't know if they're going to pull like a Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, but there is really not a single movie that is as bad as Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> for editing. So yeah. Um, also, I'm kind of sad that Mank isn't here because. I yeah, it was pretty solid. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, should we do uh, makeup and hairstyling? So it's Emma Hillbilly Allergy. Oh my god, Frank Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. I think that's the really black button to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, one thing about Mank. Um, so I I watched like this like this um bit of this interview um that they did with Trish Somerville, who is the captain designer of Mank. Um and I think it's wait, I think it was Gigi Williams or, or I don't know, one of these people that is nominated for Mank for makeup and she was so funny and she was like <laughs> saying stuff about David Fincher and like um Trish the costume designer was like oh yeah you're gonna love him it's a bit you know weird at the beginning but then it's really gonna tell you what to do and like the makeup artist was like oh yeah I don't want him to tell me what to do <laughs> so like and she clearly said that she didn't like him at the beginning but then he's a fun man he's so much fun and he made her better that's what she said. So it's so funny because every interview I hear about like David Fincher is like everyone is so intimidated by him, and he yeah. thinks it's so funny him to play into that at the beginning. But then he's like the nicest guy ever. Which is, again, please watch Mindhunter because Jonathan Groff's interviews about David Fincher are hilarious because Jonathan Groff just as a person that he is, he cannot stop laughing and smiling at everything. So playing his character in Mindhunter is tricky, and so. He was terrified of David Fincher at the beginning because he had to like keep telling him to not smile ever. <laughs> um, talking about David Fincher being funny, uh, so Chloe Zhao won Best Director at the Directors Directors Guild of America, something like that. Well, that thing, like the, mm -hmm. and she thanked uh, every other director that was nominated and. Uh -huh. She thanked David, and then she was like, yeah, I also found out that you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. I love Chloe Zhao. She's yeah. so sweet. I love, I've, I've seen one interview um, after she won the Globe, and she's the sweetest person. Like, I really wish her all the best. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say something about Pinocchio that I haven't seen, but this movie is by one of my favorite Italian directors. His name is... Mm -hmm. um, 
Raquel Garrone. So if you have any chance to, I don't know. I don't know about this movie because I've seen like mixed reviews and mm. knowing the type of movies that he does, I get those because he's a very weird guy. But um, go watch Dogman. I think it was nominated for Best Foreign Film a few years mm -hmm. ago. It's so good. Um, okay. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. And costume design. Uh, Emma, Marini's Black Bottom, Mank, Mulan, and Pinocchio again. Well, yeah. I don't, the thing is, I don't know anything about costume design in the sense that I don't know if the costumes were accurate. Like, I would obviously, I don't know, I can just judge them based on if I thought they fit the film and if I thought they were pretty, I guess. So I don't really know anything. I don't know if they were accurate. Um, my prediction would be either Marini, maybe Mank. Maybe Emma, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. My favorite one is Emma, but I okay. feel like Marini's Black Bottom is going to win because he won all the costume design. Yeah, yeah, same. My prediction is Marini. Emma is just like, I never know if it's like a objective because I just love Emma so much. I don't know if it's accurate. I don't want my period dramas to be accurate in costume design. I just want them to look pretty. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard it is as well. I remember yeah. Little Women. Did, I did it win costume design because those costumes apparently were not accurate. What? Of what? Little Women. Yeah, it did win. Did it? Yeah, apparently accurate. those costumes really weren't that accurate. So no, I watched this video of this uh, girl who is um, like a costume like expert whatever like she studied and she said that Emma is the movie with the most accurate costumes that she has seen in a while so okay that's cool yeah, yeah. that's and nice to hear so because even though I don't I love the costumes in Emma I love Emma so much yeah <laughs> um yeah I don't know I really like Krish Somerville and what she does but I don't think mm -hmm. she did the costumes for uh the girl with the dragon tattoo and Gone Girl as well. So now she's always working with David Fincher. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't really know. Um, yeah, well, uh, what do we have here? Uh, that's cinematography. Judith and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Nomadland is going to win. Easily, yeah, easily. Even though Judas, I think, was also extremely good and I think it's I, I haven't really heard it talked about in cinematography people always just because it's obvious that Norman Land is going to win but I thought Judas and the Black Messiah was great as well yeah also Mank Mank I guess yeah I don't, it's, it doesn't have a chance um the trial of Chicago 7 why is that there I, have no I idea. don't know <laughs> that's most of the Chicago 7 nominations I'm just why are you here I didn't yeah. invite you um, Okay, well, that's production design. The Father, Marini's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. Mank is gonna get this one. If there's one that Mank can get, is production design. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like the production design of The Father. It was so interesting how they used like the same set for different locations, and mm -hmm. I really like that, but yeah, oh, Mank is the best one, of course. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, the father, I think, I think Mank is the best out of all of them by far. The father is my personal favorite. I really, really love the father, especially because I think it's, 
people overlook um, the production design and just films that were adapted from plays in general. But I think it's even more impressive when you manage to adapt a play well to like film settings. Um, yeah. I think the Father did it well, especially, can't really spoil it, but it, it's good. It's really good. I love The Father. Yeah. Um, that's animated feature. This is your category. This <laughs> is my category. Okay, so Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, <laughs> Soul, and Wolf Walkers. So my thing is, I've mentioned it before, I really love Pixar. I don't care about the company, but like the thing is I do. I've seen every single film, like all 23. Um, I know about the history. I always look forward to like the new ones that, that come out. I've seen most of the shorts and stuff. Um, the thing about Pixar is I don't like how sometimes, like especially last year, Toy Story 4 didn't deserve that award. That could have, that should have gone to How to Train Your Dragon or like any of the, I don't know. Toy Story 4 was impressive in its animation, but it just didn't have any, I, I, I know I'm, it's a very unpopular opinion, even among like Pixar people, Pixar fans, I guess. I just, uh, um, but yeah, out of all of these, Soul is easily the best one. Soul is one of my favorite films I've seen this, like this last year. It, it really is that good to me and to most people. It's one, it's probably the best Pixar film to come out since maybe Wally. Maybe Wally. Maybe it's definitely better than Coco. I don't know if I like Coco better than Wally. So sorry, I'm going off now. But like Soul definitely deserves to win this. I just don't like how people are going to talk about it as like, of course it's going to win because it's the biggest Pixar film to come out. Yeah. But that's not why it should win and should win because it's the best. But because sometimes Pixar wins by default because it's such a big company it's just annoying <laughs> because it deserves it um and then also shout out to wolf walkers because wolf oh does it say wolf wakers but it's called it's called wolf walkers oh, yeah. um it's it's a really good film it's the most beautiful film out of all of these it has beautiful animation the story just is boring and generic but it's a, it's a really good movie but it's just it's not so <laughs> and onward is really good as well um okay yeah it deserves that nomination definitely um but and then over the moon and farmageddon are just there farmageddon was kind of charming over the moon was bad <laughs> farmageddon i well i don't like animation so i have nothing to say i know that's why I, that's why i'm talking <laughs> i like shit so that's my favorite one <laughs> You like what? Shadow Keep is my favorite one. Okay. No, right. I really want to watch Wolf Walkers, so. You so. should. You should. Wolf Walkers, I feel like that's going to like convince you to. Yeah. Like, yes. I just I wish that, like, because the animation is so beautiful, the story is kind of. Uh, but it has Sean Bean in it. He does some of the voice acting, so that's Ooh. cool. Mm -hmm. um, no, I think my thing is that, is that I don't like Pixar. I just... They've done some bad stuff. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. they've done Cars 2. And then some mediocre things. But most of... It's all very solid. Like, Onward, even if it's not Oscar-worthy, it's a really good film. I really liked it. So... 
Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, that's that category. Next category is best adapted screenplay. So we have Bora, subsequent movie film, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. I haven't seen The White Tiger. Me and neither. That's the one I haven't seen. Okay. Um, I don't really know. I feel like they're gonna give it to Nomadland, maybe. I, th I think so too. I think. But it's they have this thing that they like so um like they underappreciate like the father and one night in Miami that are uh, adapted from um plays. Yeah, but like just all the play then like it's I don't understand what difference it makes because I think based on the screenplay I think the father is my favorite here. Um, and One Night in Miami, I really, really liked as well, so. I think One Night in Miami is probably my favorite one. Yeah, um, yeah, I can totally see that. Um, but, but yeah, Borat, Nomadland is going to win and that's fine. Yeah, but Borat, oh my god, look at all the people from <laughs> this screenplay. I know, there's so many people, and you didn't even put the full title because the full title oh, is something like the, yeah, the, it's something, so something bright for the yeah. once glorious nation of Kazakhstan, and it's just so... I don't know why... <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. a side note, did you like Borat? I did like Borat. I The first one, mm, I yeah. didn't like, it left a bit of... I liked it, it, it's enjoyable, left a bit of taste in my mouth, would have liked it better if I saw it like 10 years ago. Um, the second one, I really liked. I really did like the second one. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I guess it was all right, it's, but it's yeah. not really my thing, I guess. So, yeah. You, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm on the fence. I liked it more because of the daughter and Maria Bakalova. Yeah. Over, like, the character Borat by himself, I don't love. Like, that's not what I, why I really liked the second one. Yeah. Um, but I liked what he did with it. Yeah. I guess. So, yeah. Okay, so best original screenplay at Judaism by Messiah Minati, because it's actually, okay, it's Minati. Yes, the way you say it. Okay, well, Rising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Mm -hmm. So Aaron Sorkin won the Golden Globe, but he's not going to win the Oscar because... <laughs> Well, I don't want him to win. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, I feel like Promising Young Woman is going to win. I can totally see that. I want Sound of Metal to win. We know I want yeah, Sound of yeah. Metal to win. I think Judas and the Black Messiah, I think, should win. I think it's the most deserving out of all of them. But I do agree with Promising Young Woman as the prediction. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. You got so many, I mean, two awards at the BAFTAs. Um, I think you won screenplay at the BAFTAs. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't know why it's not a good screenplay to me. There are so many things that are so weird and don't make sense. Um, but uh, whatever. They're really, going for this me too thing I guess. no the yeah. thing is the thing is i don't mind promising young woman as much as other people i really liked it like i like the film i don't mind the script being nominated 
the main reason I don't want it to win is because I just don't want to read all the discourse if it wins. I just yeah, don't yeah. want it. I don't know. This shouldn't. And also, um, I don't think you've seen it. I've seen a lot of other people mention it when talking about Promising Young Women. The Assistant is really good. It also, I think it's originally from 2019. It came out later last year. The Assistant by Kitty Green, I think, is really, really good. It also has similar topic, completely different approach. It was really overlooked. And I think it should also get some love. So maybe as an alternative to Promising Young Women, yeah. um, if people didn't like that one, Okay. Maybe the assistant does it for you. <laughs> I will. I will watch it. Um, actually, it has Matthew McFadyen. It. it has Matthew McFadyen. Oh no! <laughs> In his slimiest role. Please. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Watch it. I will. But the other day, while watching a girl walks alone at night, uh, there mm -hmm. were some parts that are, that really reminded me of *Promising Young Woman* for some mm -hmm. reason. But it's a completely different movie. Mm. that movie has done more for feminism that promising young woman will ever do so <laughs> the thing is i don't i personally in my opinion promising young woman i don't think it's as bad like i don't think it's a bad feminist movie um i don't agree with a lot of like the takes on it but the discourse around it set us back like 10 years <laughs> i just yeah. don't want anyone to talk talk about it ever again i'm just tired yeah also because like I'm so like a lot of like people like on Letterboxd saying, oh, if there's like women who were uh, victims of abuse telling you that this is not a good movie, why are you saying that it's a good movie? But then there was this video on YouTube in my home that I, I didn't finish watching it, but it was this woman that um, she was saying that she was really happy for this movie and she is a victim of abuse and rape and whatever. And she said that she felt really represented by it and a lot of women in the comments were saying the same thing so yeah. i guess there's both so i've heard the same thing it's that that's the thing if like people like films that track uh, like tackle trauma like this are always going to be polarizing by the people who are affected because just it's going to affect everyone differently and also like i i don't like how people talk about the film as if emerald fennel and all the people that like involved don't care about it like I don't like that because you don't know whether or not they're like they wrote it and made it from experience like you don't know so it's just like like you cannot make like a all-encompassing statement about whether or not this is good for the people it's talking about like it's just it just that's what I mean by the discourse annoys me <laughs> yeah yeah um okay should we um... go into acting yeah, acting. Also, wait a second. So, best supporting actress is Maria Bakalova from Borat, Glenn Close from Hillbilly. <laughs> Why? I, I, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Olivia Coleman from The Father, and then the Safeway from Mank, and Yu Jung Yun from Natty. Mm -hmm. So, this category, this category just makes me because. When I first looked at the nominations, it was really, it was such a stark contrast between the male actor com uh, categories and the female actor cat categories because the male actors are so strong. Like those categories are insane. And then this category is a joke because it looks like there weren't any good 
or like the, the fact that Glenn Close was nominated for fucking Hillbilly Elegy is so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, because there were so many other great performances that could have, like, this makes it seem as if they had no other choice but to, I guess, nominate Glenn Close for that bullshit. And I, I feel so sorry for her because she's like one of the people who got um, the most nominations ever. And being nominated for this is just a joke. And imagine if she wins. And she's also nominated for a Razzie Award. And the <laughs> Razzie Awards take place the day before the Oscars. So the thing is, imagine- if she loses, she's going to tie with someone else. Um, I think she's, I don't know if she's going to tie or if she's going to like hold the record as the person to lose the most nominations. And like, sorry, but I want her to take the, like, I think Ben Close is a good actress. I'm sorry, but I don't want her to win. So she's going to take the record. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's going to be embarrassing for her. Like, I really yeah, want to be nominated for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought uh, I think that Amanda Seyfried was good in mm-hmm. Ayn Mank, and I'm so glad that she finally got some recognition because, uh, oh my God, she was so good in First Reform, and that movie didn't get a single. Nom- it got just a nomination for Best Screenplay, and I'm still so mad about it because it's such a good movie. Um, okay. And Amanda Seyfried and Ethan Oak were amazing. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad to see her here because she was my favorite part of Mank, one of my favorite parts. Like, I'm I, I'm glad she's here. I think Yoon Jun Young is going to take it. Yeah. And she should. She absolutely should. Um, but then again, um, I think Han Yeri and Dominique Fishback, uh, Dominique Fishback from Judas and Black Messiah and also Olivia Wilde for Sound of Metal, all of these three Olivia were incredible. And Olivia it's a, not Olivia Wilde. I know. No, I mean, Olivia Wilde should have been nominated for Sound of Metal. No, it's Olivia Cook. That's her name. Oh, oh, should I say Olivia Wilde? Fuck. (laughs) Olivia Cook. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. I always mix up their names, though. That's the thing. Oh, my God. I did the same thing to Olivia Wilde. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway. um, Yeah. Yeah. Also, um... I don't really see the nomination to Maria Bakalova. I think she was so funny and uh, I don't know. I think she has some uh, movies that she's going to do soon and I'm glad. Yeah. But an Oscar nomination, I don't know. I think it's weird because the thing is she was incredibly brave for what she did on Borat and it's incredible that she didn't break in those because she's a, like a new actress. I think this was her like first big role and stuff. Um, so I, I'd like that she's getting recognition. I'm not mad about the nomination, but it's just, you cannot compare it because it, I don't know. And also, I mean, I don't want to spoil Borat, but what she had to, it wasn't planned, but what she had to do and deal with the end is just, it's just weird because you can't really compare it. Again, I'm just mad that Olivia Cook and Hanieri and Dominique Fishback were snubbed. But most yeah. of the anger goes towards Glenn Close. <laughs> or the Academy oh. for nominating her. Okay. No. Okay. Bye. Supporting actress. A supporting actor. Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of Chicago 7. Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and Black Messiah. 
Leslie Autumn Jr. from one, in, one Night in Miami, Paul Ricey, I guess that's how you say it, from Southern Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes, it's Paul Ricey. Yeah, it's going to get it. Yeah, he's going to get it. He should get it. He's my number one favorite yes. out of this category. Very close, closely followed by Paul Racy. I was so happy to see him nominated because I think he, I think, I, I don't know if I liked him better than Rizomet in Sound of Metal, but I think they're very, very close. He was great. But again, Daniel Kulia, 100%. Oh, yes. It makes me so proud because I, I used to watch him on Skins when I was like 14 and now he's here. Same. Same. He's. Oh. The, I like him so much. Um, I don't think we'll get into the fact that Lakeith Stanfield is nominated as Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. The thing is, I see both takes. I see people saying, "Why is Daniel nominated as supporting and not lead?" and "Why is Lakeith nominated as supporting and not lead?" I think both of them were the leads. Yeah. And so I guess they had to make a choice about where where to submit them. And. I think it was, I think it was, it's, it's a shame because they should have been nominated for best lead, but I guess it was a smart choice and I'm glad he's going to win this. So yeah, I, yeah. I guess, I guess. I don't know. It does make sense for Sacha Baron Cohen to be a supporting actor because it's like an ensemble, mm -hmm. but you like the movie is called Judas and the Black Messiah. So this True. is main character. So why are they supporting the actor? True. Oh. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess it was just like a calculated move of the best actor category is stronger than the supporting actor category. So the chances are better for them to submit them as supporting. Yeah. Sometimes it's really just calculated moves. Yeah. The, the, also, I mean, the good part is Daniel Kaluuya is going to win. So that's yeah, all that comes. Yeah. yeah. But um, Sasha Baron Cohen does, I don't know. Well, he was um, good. The movie just wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, and um, also, where's where's Kendall? I think it's with Leslie is the one from One Night in Miami to be nominated because I think he was he wasn't weak. His performance was great. I don't. I just out of like the four uh, leads in One Night in Miami, he was wasn't my favorite. Yeah, same. I guess it was because of the character though for me. Um, yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we don't have Kendall Roy here, but whatever. We love Jeremy Strong anyways. <laughs> um, that's actress Viola Davis, Andre Day. When I, oh, I'm now saying, okay, well, Viola Davis for My Rainy Black Bottom, Andre Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for A Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young. Yeah. This is a tough um, one because they all want something except for Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Vanessa has a chance. Um, I didn't like Piece of a Young Woman. She was fine in it, but yeah, I don't think that's... Then I, mean, just, I don't think she's going to win either. She's not going to win, but I thought she was really amazing. She's She was. Best. I love Frances. She she won the um, OP Cup at Venice Film Festival, so it's like the Best Actress um, Award. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah... Uh, not, I, I really thought that she was going to win the BAFTA because she's British and I was like, if they're going to give it to someone, it's going to be Vanessa Kirby, Carrie Mulligan, either one of them, but mm. due to Frances McDormand, <laughs> um, which is still good, yeah, I don't know. 
I just I don't think that Frances McDormand is gonna win the Oscar because she's just won it a few years ago. So I exactly, that's my thinking. Um, I think Carrie Mulligan is going to take it. I, yeah. mm, I I'm not one hundred percent set on it because Viola Davis was also great, and I think she could take it. Um, yeah. and I would like her to win. I I don't know. I'm not torn. In, uh, I'm not set on my pick. Also, Andrew Day, she was outstanding in she was really Holiday. Good. She was the only good part. The movie sucked. But then also, last year, Renee Zellweger won oh, for yeah. Judy. And Judy sucked as well. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, if you're good in a biopic, you can still win. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so Viola Davis has a great chance because she won the SAG Award. So it's like the acting one. So yeah, but also I feel like Chadwick Boseman is gonna win, so I don't think they're gonna do like two actors from the same movie. Um, I was thinking that too. Yeah, but also I would like Viola to win because Moraini is a great character. Like that's the other thing I would like her to win for this character. Um, yeah. um, I don't know. My my prediction is Carrie, and I would be fine with that. Yeah, I really liked her in that one, and I think she is a great. Like I liked her performance mm -hmm. um and i think she's a great actress so yeah um also about end her day like she won the golden globe uh, i really yeah i mean she's good but that movie is just so embarrassing like, yeah that's that's the thing like there's a line like sometimes it's fine when like actor actors win for mediocre movies but united states versus billy holiday isn't mediocre it's just bad yeah it is um i don't know being nominated for a movie like that, I would feel here, but yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's, all. oh wait, about Viola Davis. It would be great if she won because she would be like the second or the first actress, black actress that um, won for uh, like a movie that is not, does not involve um, uh, a black woman suffering. Yeah, that's what, what we're saying about like the character. It's like one of the first non, or like the first non-Black Pain movie actresses yeah. to win. So yeah. that alone, I think, should. Yeah. You know, honestly. Yeah, I don't really know. I guess we'll see, but I guess Carrie Mulligan. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Because best actor is quite easy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay, well. Best actor is Rizumad from Son of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Marini's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Steven Yeun for Hinati. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I would Chadwick Boseman. Um, but I thought it was so weird that they gave it, they gave the BAFTA to Anthony Hopkins. And don't yeah. get me wrong, it totally deserved it. I think that this category is amazing, except for Gary mm -hmm. Oldman, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but um, that's the thing. Riz Ahmed, Anthony Hopkins, and Stephen Yeun, all three of those performances, I think, in other universes, could win the Oscar like easily. Like I, I think they are very deserving, but they shouldn't get it over Chadwick. Like there's no way because Chadwick's both his performance and just out of respect because he was as good of an actor as he was. Moraini's Back Bottom, I think, is also my favorite thing that I've seen him in as yeah. like considering his performance like he was insane in that movie yeah so 
Um, yeah, he's my favorite one here. Yeah. Yes, also. Um, Risa Mad can do other stuff. And Vivian mm -hmm. as well. Anthony Hopkins, I mean. Yeah, right. he's, he's had his run. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It's sad to say, but. Yeah. But then also, like, for Anthony out of all of the other ones to win on Chadwick is just, uh, I, I don't know, it's just annoying. And I'm glad yeah. that Rizomet and Steven Yeun are here so that, you know, they can now go off and do their thing. My... I'm so glad that Sound of Metal is nominated for so many. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I was yeah, so, same. I was so, pre like, prepared to be disappointed and mad because Sound of Metal, again, is my favorite. I'm glad it's nominated in so many things, <clears throat> even though it doesn't have the best chance <laughs> in yeah. everything. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay, best director, Thomas Winterberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minati, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Yeah, you know, I think Chloe it's... Win. Yeah, she... Chloe Zhao is going to win. She should win. I think yeah. the only real competition is Lee Isaac Chung, I think he was this, he, insane. I think he deserves it as well. Emerald Fennel, I don't know why she's, I don't know. Mm. I mean, okay. why? David Fintermank, I guess. He's not going to win. Yeah. Chloe's going like, to win. I feel like with, um, with David Fincher, it's going to be, I don't know, kind of a Martin Scorsese thing. Like, he... One 27 years after he was nominated for the first time, and I feel like David Fincher gonna do the same, <laughs> or maybe it's yeah. never gonna win because I believe that like the most gifted and best director that there are out there right now, like they never got an Oscar, and I think that David Fincher is one of them. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, uh, Chloe, Chloe being here and going that the fact that she's going to win is phenomenal. I'm glad she's here. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't get why Thomas Winterberg is here. That should have gone to Regina King easily, and I'm mad. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's just there were too many like people of color, so they had to put another white man in there because yeah, we don't want to get like people too brave in expecting us to do good yeah i guess is what they were thinking um finally yeah. best picture um the father judas and the black messiah mank minari no land promising young woman sonomental and the trial of the chicago seven before we say our thoughts whatever um i just want to point out that there could be 10 nominations and there are only eight Mm -hmm. which is so annoying because there were so many more deserving movies that came out and it's just yeah even if there were only eight spots I think it's not like no I'm hmm. yeah well the trial of the Chicago 7 can just just go leave no one wants to hear yeah, yeah. I uh I'm glad that that's the thing about half of these I'm so happy like half of the list is perfect, everything I've ever wanted, and the other half is just the same old annoying yeah. bullshit. Um, yeah. Well, I don't really. Okay, so my prediction is gonna be Minari because I feel like they're gonna do something and 
I don't know. I have this feeling. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Minari is I always try to put myself in the shoes of the Academy and they're annoying and also racist. So I feel like they, they, their thinking is we're not going to lin- let Minari win after Parasite, even though they couldn't be more different. But then also, again, I don't know if they're going to go with Nomadland because Nomadland, everyone expects Nomadland to win. So yeah, yeah. I do think, and maybe this is a hot take, I don't think Judaism Black Messiah doesn't have a chance. I think it could it could have been a complete wild card. No, I agree, actually. Yeah, I don't think it's as, like, I don't, it's one of the other, few other ones that actually have a chance. Like, I don't think, Trials of the Chicago 7, like, in very early conversations, people were thinking it was going to win. I don't think it, no. No. Um, no. Sound of Metal doesn't have a chance. Promising Young Woman, no, they're not going to give it to that. Mank, okay. no, everyone's going to think father. it's a movie. The father, maybe, no. but no. No, absolutely not. It's just like one of those like Oscar movies that they throw in. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's yeah. a good movie, but it's not, no. Um, yeah, it's a, the, the thing is the best picture win is always a very calculated move. And so I, yeah, yeah. for me, it's between yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be Nomadland. Like, I don't... I, I, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, safe. I, it's probably going to be Nomadland. Maybe it's wishful thinking that we think it might be Minari or Judas, but... <laughs> I don't really know at this point. It's yeah. Just, yeah. I think it's um, between those three, but... Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, there were so many good movies. Like, First Cow should have been nominated for screenplay and also I wouldn't mind um yeah having it in best picture um and uh never readily sometimes always was one of my favorites and uh so basically apparently um it didn't get nominated because there are members of the academy that are like you know anti-abortion in her life so yeah, I think the thing about that is never, sometimes, or very always doesn't even like it's just a story about like a girl. Like it, it's not even that preachy in quotations. Like it's really just it's so stupid. I hate the academy so much. But yeah, never, sometimes, or only always. That's one of them. Then first cow, as you said, I think Charlie. No one's talking about Charlie, and it's annoying me because I love Charlie. That one. There's so many. Yeah, well, the Jillian was my favorite one. Yeah, that, that, I feel like it is kind of like I want to put it on the same level as Lady Bird because, mm-hmm. yeah, me too. Um, me too. I'm not, I love Lady Bird, it's not one of my favorite movies, but I love Lady Bird, and I think Kajillion is absolutely on that level. I know, I know you have a Lady Bird poster behind you. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies, but like, um, I don't know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that they didn't even like, I, I don't know if they even submitted it at this point. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Yeah. And so what's your favorite, like out of the nominations? That's what, because mine is Sound of Metal, but I know there's no chance. So, um, like the nominated for Best Picture? Yeah. Oh, it's Minari. Okay. That's yeah. That's my second, um, that's my second place. So, yeah. I really like Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal is one of my favorite movies. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I have this weird thing because, like, Minari is not one of my favorite movies ever. I'd say, mm-hmm. but Sound of Metal is. But I would like Minari to win over Sound of Metal. That makes I get sense. that. I think may- probably Minari is a better movie, maybe. But then also, I just have a really strong connection to Sound of Metal, so I guess. But I think my rating, my I don't remember my rating, but I'm like Sound of Metal, Minari, Judas, Nomadland, and then I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really want to watch Mank because, well, yeah. It's Now that I'm done watching all of them, I need to go rewatch. <laughs> I think Mank is a fun movie. Like, I'm sorry if you think that it's boring, but it's fun to me. Yeah. Same. I don't think it. I, I'm with the people who don't think it deserves all of the nominations. Yeah. But for very different reasons. Like I don't like it's. But then also I don't blame people for not knowing the history and like not knowing what it means. Oh, yeah. To Fincher and stuff. Like it's fine. Yeah. It just bothers me that one of the like the only argument that people had against Mank is that it's boring. And that it's Oscar baity, but I'm like, *Trial of yeah. the Chicago 7 is more Oscar baity than *Mank*. If you like, look at the like why the movies were, yeah, movies, exactly. I guess because *Mank* was very much a passion project, and then yeah, yeah. Okay, can we take our bucket quiz? Even though oh yeah, we really need to hurry up because it, because it's been a while. Um, so the pick uh, the the quiz that I picked, I wanted to do something relevant, so I picked one that has. Let me find it. Um, That is about the Oscars some somehow. So this quiz, I'm going to send it to you now. Um, we have to read like movie titles and like short pitches and see if we would take part in them. And then at the end, it's going to tell us if we are going to win an Oscar. Oh <laughs> so we have to like 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 or pass with movie pitches. Okay. Um, I only looked at the first question to see what it's like. Um, okay. And it looks fun. So. Oh my god. It's basically Tinder, but with imagined movies okay um should i read the first one yeah so the title is pacific air flight 121 things go from bad to worse for a special agent when his flight is interrupted by some unwanted guests hard pass hard pass same <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh a posher what is a posher I think it's just a posh person. Oh. Oh, no, no, that's not what it is because it's some like Etsy. <laughs> Forget what I, I probably just embarrass myself. I don't know what it is, but it's. Um, just... uh, okay, a pusher makes a series of selfish mistakes at sea because she's bored of her mother's company. Uh, I don't the know title what a is, so I'm like. I don't know, but it's like someone. Basically, we're at sea, we're on a ship, and we're annoyed with our mom. Oh, yeah, it's an upper-class person. Oh, um, okay. Oh, so me, I wasn't off. Yeah. Why is it called Planet Ice? Oh, yeah, okay. that's the thing. It sounds... <sighs> um, no, it sounds weird. That's for me. Same. Okay, American Girls. A talented young lady accepts a new post in the sporting world, but is soon caught up in a plagiarism scandal. Uh... The, t- the title is cheesy, could be yeah. very hit or miss, but I like films about plagiarism and intellectual property theft. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Yeah, same. Um, Rory's first kiss. Two men who love to 
fancy dress, fight it out in a mythical city. That's just Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds gay. Yeah. So, sure. But then um, why is it? It sounds so like dark and edgy, and then the title is Rory's first first kiss. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really. I I I pass. I'll pass for the title. Okay. Um, Black Mask. In a baffling sequence of events, two men must work through a shopping list of duties given to them by a powerful mafioso. <laughs> like I'm in. It sounds so stupid. Exactly. I'm in. If Martin Scorsese directs it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the stupidest, yeah. like, camp black comedy thing I've ever, yeah, I mean. Um, comfort food. Four young men who are discontent with their lives decide to make a pact to change your circumstance for the better. That's just another round. Yeah, and also I would get a supporting role because I'm not a man. Yeah, same. So, pass. I'm not going to win an Oscar for, yeah. Yeah. They're all going to be in supporting roles at this point, in, like, the supporting yeah. So I'm not gonna get one. Oh, yeah. Okay. A boy's life. A boy gets super attached to a mute visitor that he drives around in his bike basket. Why does it so? Is this Ichi? I was going to say maybe these are all like. Oh, maybe that's the point of this quiz that it's like yeah existing movies just badly explained. Yeah. Because my first thought was oh. The mute person that you're going to drive around your bike basket that just sounds like infantilizing disabled people but now i'm like oh yeah <laughs> also like the, that american girl sounds like itonia oh yeah but that's um, not plagiarism that's just yeah but still it's kind of i don't know okay yeah, oh god okay i'm gonna pass same um last ghosts a young couple quickly regret hiring a profane individual to rid them of a past problem. Uh, too many bugs. I don't want to think about a past problem. Uh, I like that one, so I'm going to go for it. Okay. Okay, Wimpy. A lonely guy runs a motor with his best friend based on real events. This doesn't really tell me anything no. about the movie, but... Um. No, not. I'm gonna pass. I'm. I'm going to. I think it has potential, especially because it could go in every direction ever. It doesn't even say a genre. Um, statics. Scores of people are murdered by an inmate object. Oh, inanimate object. And the girl, and the girl gets to do its bidding. Hmm. No, pass. I'm not. No. I don't know. I think no. I think horror should get a better like chance at the Oscars. I think I'm going to take a chance. Okay, fair. And we need to have some differing answers. Um, Ashcliff, Ashcliff, um, a man searching for the truth finds out that the truth he is searching for is the very truth he's unable to accept. Truth. Pass because I don't want to work with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> oh my God! Right. Um, yeah, and he, he also can write women, so yeah, pass. Yeah, no. Oh, I didn't win this time. I didn't win either. <laughs> um, oh my god, this is Washington. 
Oh no. Oh no, baby, you look so sad. <laughs> I keep thinking about um the Nash from Silicon Valley. They call him Sunny Denzel. It's just so funny to me. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know if you got to that point, but still. No. Yeah, he's like a Sunny Denzel. Anyway. I don't know. Well, we didn't win. <laughs> so we didn't win an Oscar. We that's talked so about sweet. who we would like to win Oscars. So yeah, that's it for this week, I guess. Yeah, uh, we'll see what we're going to talk about next week. The Oscars are next week. So yeah. yeah. And yeah. see you then. See you next time. Bye. Bye.